What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dialogue about Dyslexia. Here I have my uh, nice helper girlfriend, um, Ellie Westerman. Say hi, Ellie. Hi, thanks for having me on your podcast today, Bo. I'm very excited to talk to you about dyslexia. All right, well, let's jump right into it. Okay, so I think the first thing or, um, your listeners would want to know is kind of your experience about how you got diagnosed with dyslexia, how old were you, how did you know, how did the people around you know, and kind of how that worked for, from your personal view. Um, well, my parents knew from a very young age that I was very dyslexic. Uh, my mom would always have me read these very simple books with her, and we would read the same book every night. And, um, I mean, it was just, each page was like three words and it was words such as like mud, sud, bud. And I would spend probably five minutes on each each page and she would constantly read it to me and she'd be like, okay, your turn. I'd look at the words and I would struggle so hard. I was probably about... I can't remember how young I was, but I, I was doing that throughout all elementary school. And um, actually for the uh, the private school that I went to, my parents wanted me to test in early because they knew that I wouldn't be able to get in with my test scores at a later age. And I actually scored pretty high on the entrance test because it dealt more with blocks and because dyslexia were more kind of visual learners I would say we were very good at or more tactile you're good with your hands and stuff very yeah puzzles together and stuff like that and um I think probably first grade I got my first test I was first tested for dyslexia and I remember it was just so much of the same kind of testing that I did for the entrance exams to collegiate, but then they would also bring out words and I would just, I would just take forever to try to go through the list and stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty brutal. Do you remember feeling frustrated at the time or were you just young enough where you kind of just thought this was how learning and how reading and all that was supposed to be? Well, I've always hated reading, so I was just kind of like, this sucks. Can I please leave? I just want to play with blocks. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny that my dad mentioned that all throughout lower school, all he did was he was in the principal's office at all time. But for me, I was with tutors all the time. So it kind of just shows how the kind of experiences have changed since he was back in, back in school. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's great. It speaks a lot to the progress that education has made. Um, so I guess from a young age, you just kind of thought that reading wasn't really your, wasn't really in your skill set. And there were just other things that interested you more. Correct. I, I just, I really like numbers. I felt that I always liked math a lot when I was younger because I could actually see what was what 
because um when I was being tutored, I would constantly get these have to go through these flashcards of letters, and I would always get D D P Q mixed up, and it was always the most frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. So, what age did you start? having kind of regular tutoring sessions outside of like that are different from other people in your grade? Um, I started really seeing a tutor in first grade. Um, Cause I mean, kindergarten, that's when people are still just learning the um, mm-hmm. words and stuff. So I really, and they could see that I was struggling a lot. So they, my parents hired a tutor starting in first grade. So can you talk a little bit about how kind of your, about your experiences um, and how they were different from other students, kind of, you can start, start with like lower school, kind of middle school, upper school, how experiences kind of evolved over time, um, as well as kind of when you started to, things started to click for you and you kind of felt like you were getting the hang of reading. Um, I mean, I still feel like I don't have a good handle on reading, but I mean, it, as the grades progressed, it felt, especially in elementary school, it felt like it was getting harder and harder because the words were getting much more difficult to read and my brain still wasn't, still didn't know how to cope with that, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just constantly frustrated. I just tried all I could to not read necessarily. And then when it came to like, when when they would go around and have you read aloud in front of the class, that was probably the most anxious I w- would ever be because I was just always so scared that I was gonna mess up and just look silly because all the cool, all the cool kids back then <laughs> at a very high reading level, like in second grade, I knew a couple of kids who had fourth grade reading levels and people were just saying, wow, that was so cool. Yeah, I think also it's hard going to a small private school like I know you went to where a lot of kids are, since there is an admissions test, the kind of kids that go to the school are typically ones that are pretty bright and and I don't think at a young age, you don't really realize that you still are as smart as all the other kids. You just have kind of a disability that you have to deal with. But I think it's hard when you're young because kids don't really don't know what a disability is. And even for you, you can't really articulate it. Um, so do you think kind of toward, more towards middle school when you um, were still kind of after a few years of tutoring under your belt, do you think things started to get better or do you think the teachers got better or like do is that was when exactly was kind of your turning point you would say or i don't know if turning point's the right word but it's kind of a when it started to kind of um things kind of started to make a little more sense i would say probably well honestly i had struggled a lot still in middle school um there wasn't i mean there wasn't necessarily a turning point. It was uh, just me still constantly being tutored. And I, I had been tutored all throughout middle school as well. Uh, 
like the biggest times I was being tutor was probably around seventh and eighth grade. And I had struggled. I had been struggling so hard with classes. I was probably, I probably averaged like a C plus and something and um, just all subjects except for math because it was just hard for me to wrap my head around reading constantly. And also I was given all these accommodations, like being able to take a test by myself, being able to have unlimited time on a test and stuff like that. But I just felt, I always felt just super embarrassed about being that one kid who had to leave to take a test um, sometimes I would have to stay after school to take a test and all, all things like that. Do you think in that time, at that age, um, kind of that point in time, did you feel as though like there was a stereotype around people that had learning disabilities that kind of like they weren't as smart as other kids in the class or was that something that you didn't really experience throughout your grade school? Um, I would say middle school is probably when I was um, – I don't want to say exploited, but I mean, I was kind of, I, I kind of was exploited to the point of my learning disability. Like kids thought that I just was kind of dumb. And so I did people kind of cast a bias over you because yeah, of they, they just kind of learning disability. Yeah. They just kind of labeled me for what I had and what I could do and stuff like that. And I, I don't know why, but I just have a vivid memory of when the movie Percy Jackson came out and the main, the protagonist of the film, Percy Jackson was dyslexic, but his reasoning for being dyslexic is because he can really only read Greek. And so, so many kids would come up to me and be like, oh my God, that's why you can't read because you only read Greek. I was like, <laughs> No. No, not quite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's hard, especially middle school is kind of an insecure time for people anyway. Um, I think one thing that is, I would wonder is, did you ever, or did your parents ever consider sending you to a specialty school rather than staying at kind of your generic um, small private school where you kind of have to seek out those tutoring and kind of extra learning opportunities? Um, before I went into high school, probably around, it was probably spring semester of eighth grade, my parents wanted me to tour new community school, the school that um, my grandparents and a couple other families actually founded, and that my dad actually went to for high school. Um, they wanted me to tour there, so I went there for a day, and the classes were very small. There were about 13 kids apiece. And I had just been around collegiate for so long. It was just kind of hard to see how slow a pace they were going at. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt that I, if I didn't go to collegiate, I feel like I would have belonged at New Community School. But since I kind of adapted at that mm -hmm. point to how collegiate was, it was, um, I just thought it was too slow for me. Do you think that if you had made the decision to transfer to a new community, do you think it would have had a positive impact on your learning experience since they are so focused on people with learning disabilities? Or do you think that 
collegiate was able to offer you a lot of the resources that you needed? Um, I mean, New Community School would have been very nice because because it is such a small grade, like small um, small school. It would have been a lot more one on one time, and that's something that my parents really wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Especially because um, there was actually, well, actually in seventh grade there was this one incident where um, I had a, I had taken a science test and I scored horribly and my dad took the test sat me down and said read it I was like what do you mean read it he says read it so I sat there and I read through the test and by the time I was done he said that took you an hour and 15 minutes to read just the test itself. Just the test. I wasn't even thinking about the questions or anything. I was just reading the test. And, and that was in seventh grade too, when you kind of have are further along in your learning experience. Exactly. And the class periods then were about what, 45, 50 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. And it took me even longer to read the test. And he he said like this like shows you that you have to use accommodations. I know it mm-hmm. sucks, and I know I know that you hate doing it, but I mean, obviously, you can't even get through a whole test. You can't even read through a whole test without the time being up. And I just needed unlimited time and stuff like that. I mean, even the PSATs, I scored horribly like standardized testing that was my weak spot for sure but um and that that was something that my parents wanted me to have access to whenever at new community school just being able to go at my own pace and stuff like that do you think it was helpful having a parent that had gone through the same experiences you did to kind of motivate you and kind of guide you in the right direction so you knew you were kind of running alone oh i mean if i didn't have the parents that i have today i would i would be in a much different situation because my i mean my dad knows exactly what i have been going through and he just wants the best for me so he um that's why i had all his tutors to help me with just trying to learn to read and everything like that. He, um, I mean, new community school was even more expensive than collegiate. It was probably about double what collegiate was, but they were willing to put me through that school as long as it helped me in the long run and helped me be successful in life. But so you think having like an emotional, a good emotional support system is very important for people that kind of struggle with learning disabilities growing up. Oh yeah, I'm easily because um if I didn't have the parents I did, then I would have given up and just kind of said screw it, like I don't want to. Do right. Um. Yeah, I think well, circling back to kind of your school experiences, what are there any teachers that kind of stood out to you as being really impactful in a positive way in your learning experience, and kind of what qualities would you think they had, or kind of for future teachers who want to go into 
disabilities, learning disabilities, like what kind of makes that them kind of stand out to you? Um, the teachers who really just kind of stood out to me were ones that saw that I was struggling and they felt, I guess, empathetic towards it. They, um, they would go out of the way and like find me and try to help me out and stuff like that. They were very um, lenient because of my disability. Um, there was actually, there was one teacher, Miss Ryan, when I was, when I graduated high school and had gotten into James Madison, she came up to me and she was like, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like I've seen you go through like the worst of times and you were able to do it. And like there were teachers who thought that you wouldn't be able to do it, but here you are graduating and going to a university. A great university too. Um, I think it's also kind of what you're saying about your parents being supportive. I think it's also important for their teachers that are in that field to really believe in you and not just kind of on the surface, but really deep down know that you can accomplish things. Yeah, I agree. Um, so back to kind of your school experience, do you, are there any accommodations or resources that Collegiate had to you through any of your 13 years that kind of really helped you and really kind of um, made an impact on your kind of experience? Um, just a, I would just say the cooperation with the teachers really um, helped to a certain extent. I mean, Collegiate wasn't built to deal with specific, I guess, specific learning abilities, but they were able to like cope with it, like trying to help. Cause there, there were like, there were a couple other kids who were, who had the same, who were in the same situation as I was, but actually most of them left in middle school. And I was kind of the only one who had of years, um, learning disabilities in high school that I that I know of at least, and um, but yeah, they they were very helpful for what they could have done. I if I didn't have all those tutors and my parents didn't um, help me, and if they didn't find all this news for me, then I probably, uh, I probably wouldn't be in the same situation that I am right now. Right. So it's also, you kind of think about kids who are in your same position, but also might not have the financial means to get to where you are. And I think that's something that's super important with kind of education reform is making sure people have the attention and the resources they need to kind of get to like, to get the help they need to progress in life as much as everyone else does around them. Well, I mean, just even to get tested for dyslexia, it's about mm-hmm. $1,200. I mean, and that's, and to get tested, that's how you get accommodations. You can't just be like, okay, this person's obviously dyslexic. He needs accommodations. You have to get yeah, you have to have, like proof. Exactly. It, and then also, I just think it's stupid that I've gotten, I've been tested three times for dyslexia, which is, I had to get 
tested for lower school. I got tested again in late middle school. And then to, if I wanted accommodations here, I had to get tested right before I went to college. And I just think oh, that's interesting. I just think it's very stupid, honestly, that you have to get tested because just dyslexia doesn't go away. I mean, I'm not, my mind isn't going to change how it thinks, especially that drastically. I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I can learn to um, do better and kind of cope with it. With it. But, um, yeah not gonna go away and it's not like the material that I'm gonna be learning is getting easier I mean I'm Mm kind of ironic that I'm a writing major here but I mean I still struggle with the reading that I have to do and I mean it takes me probably double the time to read 40 pages than it does the next person right um do you think kind of after looking back on your whole learning experience is there anything that you would recommend schools change or kind of implement to help kids with learning disabilities just kind of based off of maybe gaps that you saw in your experience um I mean it's just kind of very hard to um say what needs to be done because I mean I already had a bunch of help going into it it's uh just I guess I would say it's just um you need to find people that are gonna be more patient with you and not get frustrated for the way that you are. Because, um, I mean my little brother is going through high school right now and he's he's pretty dyslexic, but he fortunately doesn't have it as severely as my father and I do. Mm-hmm. But he's still having to um deal with it and he still struggles in school but um he has been able to uh do better with it and he actually also just accepted he was also just accepted into james madison university so he's he's actually going to come here next fall that's very exciting um do you think um have you encountered anyone at your, during your time at James Madison with dyslexia or is it kind of just something you've kind of dealt with on your own and with your teachers knowing kind of about the accommodations you need? Um, I've, well, one of my best friends here is dyslexic, but he, he doesn't use accommodations and there, there have been a couple other people, not necessarily with dyslexia. They have like, ADD or some other dysgraphia or something like that but um it's very few people that I meet that actually use their accommodations here I've only used my accommodations a couple times here because I feel that I have the I've been I guess you can say I've been trained enough to the point where I feel that I don't need extra time Mm -hmm. Written exam, but also I don't have to take writ. I don't really have to take written exams anymore because I am in WRTC now. Right. So I guess my final question for you would be, what advice would you give incoming college freshmen who are kind of making that transition from a more structured grade school environment to 
a college environment where you are in bigger classes with bigger lecture halls and you don't have kind of that one-on-one teacher interaction unless you really seek it out or have tutors on the side like what kind of advice would you have given yourself or what advice would you give to future students going forward um I would say don't be afraid to ask for help um I know that's something I've always struggled with is asking for help and many times it's bit me in the ass unfortunately but I mean there if they say that they're there to help then they're there to help and they're more than happy to help you because they just want to see you succeed they they don't want to see anybody fail necessarily right I think that's the the best mindset to have is people are there to help you not hurt you and knock you down so I think that's great advice though I think you should really um spread your wisdom more often Uh, well I also think that um if you need your accommodations take them I know it sucks to especially in a bigger lecture hall to kind of go off and take a test on your own or having to go to the learning disabilities office because I've I've done that a couple times and people would always be like oh where were you for the test I was like uh I was taking it um with my accommodation so I I wasn't necessarily in the classroom Mm -hmm. so it's important to take those small steps because they can have a really big impact on the outcome of your exactly it's yeah just knocking down the dominoes you guys you got to hit that domino so you can have that good chain reaction that benefits you in the end well i appreciate you having me on the podcast it's been very insightful to learn more about your experience and i'm i'm happy that you're able to share your insights i'm happy that you're able to come in and help the people see what i see yeah i think it's important um i also i i I'm a firm believer in that awareness is the first step in educating people about certain things. And I think learning disabilities are something that a lot of people miss out on learning about. So I think the more people that get to hear personal experiences and point of views, the better. Exactly. Well, I think that's talk it. to you later. Uh, thank you for coming and listening to this podcast. I hope you all have a great night or day or whatever the hell you're doing right now. Bye. Bye.